Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest Outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson, Rob Ensley, and Joey Pyburn on Seattle Sports Station and at seattlesports.com. The Outdoor Line is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Weldcraft and Duckworth Boats, Roy Robinson RV, Kitsap Marina, Harbor Marine, Rain Marine Electronics, and Les Schwab Tires. Hello, good morning, and welcome to the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports App. Streaming live on MyNorthwest.com. Don't forget about the live video feed on 710sports.com. And, of course, the venerable the Outdoorline.com with blogs, videos, podcasts, so very, very much more. Happy opening day, Joey. Yeah, very exciting. What's Lots happening? people out there probably sitting there in the dark <laughs> but the, with the, their headlight on, it's just all, anxiously awaiting the sunrise so they can catch a trout. It's all about the boat ramp drill and reaching up. Mm-hmm. Into Pillow Fort, Alaska, for Rob <laughs> Ensley. How you doing? Rob? During COVID, we were doing these shows from home, and in my office where I was doing the show, that I built this big pillow fort with blankets and ladders <laughs> and all kinds of stuff. And and then it turns out all Nelly had to do was push this certain button on our our remote box, and it made it all sound better. But it was the that's ec- a, the Echoplex. Oh yeah, but uh, no, I'm in my pillow fort. I got all kinds of pillows laying oh, around here up in Alaska. Um, lot, exciting day in Washington. I mean, the trout openers today. Uh, looks like you got decent weather down there. I, look, I, I looked at the weather last night. It looked like mid-60s, low-60s or something down there today, later this afternoon. So great day for the trout opener. A lot of excited folks uh, probably just waiting anxiously to get their boats in the water this morning. I'm sure the ramps are piled up this morning. Um, so that's going on. Also, what is going on with the kokanee bite? I mean, is, is anything happening? Uh, it's dead. The kokanee bite is dead. Um, well, but our 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 water temperatures are just they are not moving. They're kind of hovering yeah. in that 47, 48 degree area, and it's just it's too cold. You know, there's tons yeah. of kokanee. Talk to Brianna, and she's out there. They're jumping all over the place, but the little buggers won't bite. Well, they change their feeding habits when that when that water warms up a little bit. So we are going to have Brianna Bruce. You just mentioned her um, living life adventure. She's going to jump on here at 625 here in just a few minutes and talk about the kokanee fishing and, and uh, when it might get going and some of the stuff that she used. And I've been following her for years as you have Joe and I know Tom, you have too. And, and she's just all over the place. She's in Eastern Washington. She'd be trout fishing, kokanee fishing, doing all kinds of fun stuff, steelhead and salmon. And even though we're going to pump around some kokanee stuff coming up here, um, she does some fun stuff, including some cutthroat, some other stuff too. So she's going to come on 6:25, 7 o'clock. Chase Gunnell, WDFW, um, talking about the trout opener. And then, uh, I mean, this guy, he fishes all over the place as, as well, fishing and hunting. I know his dad really well. And uh, they rope some lings too in, in the Puget Sound. And we might press him up on that a little bit. He's really going to jump on and talk about the trout opener. But, uh, but we might squeeze some ling tactics out of him. And then, of course, the 725, Nick Kester, the Pirate of Puget Sound himself, is going to jump on from All-Star Charters. Um, he's got the Ling program dialed. We're a week away, just a little over a week. It's it's next Sunday is the opener in Puget Sound for Ling Cod, and Nick's going to run us through that whole program. Uh, but in the meantime, we got trout on the mind today, boys. Yeah, cool deal. You know, a lot of first fish are going to be caught today. A lot of opening day memories. I mean, I'm sure we'll we'll be sharing some of those throughout the day. But, you know, I, I'll, I'll never forget, you know, um, a young Matt and my my daughter Sophie and the family. We, we had a, 
you know, place we used to go on Lake Riley, and there's a pancake breakfast oh, you know, yeah. a little oh, later yeah. in the morning, yeah. all that kind of traditional stuff, and playing a playground. But it's all about those trout, and they're they're super eager and easy to catch, and it's just you know wonderful family activity that uh, you know it's just it's it's kind of a northwest rite of passage, probably the single biggest angling day of the year, and. Uh, you know, hey, if you uh, while you're listening, if you have a great story for us, make sure you chime in today. We'd sure love to hear hear from you. Eight six six nine seven nine three seven seven six. That's the Reverse Giant Hotline. Brought to you by Wallcraft Duckworth Northwest Boat. Hit us up on that text toy two zero six four two one three seven seven six. Powered by Yamaha Outboards, and uh, I just you know going going back to the whole lake temperature thing. We had just a spectacular Friday afternoon, and yeah. it, but it's going to take some more sun to really get these lakes popping. But, boy, a day of sunshine is heck of a lot better than none. And and I noticed stepping out of the house today, it was a little milder, too. So I didn't have to put on my browning puffy <laughs> There's no puffy. No puffy today. <laughs> I but, thought about it. I was like, oh, I'm so used to putting that thing on every morning. And I walked outside to start my truck, and I was like, yeah. Yeah. I'll be sweating if I put this thing on. It was actually pleasant this morning. Well, so. yeah, and, and the cool thing is, you know, like Robbo, he knows the weather's nice down here. Because it's not nice and <laughs> yeah. correct. I mean, it's just, it's so funny it how southeast, southeast Alaska shook, is the other side of the It shook the house last night. The house was literally shaking. It blew 40 last night. It's blowing 30 out there right now. And I felt bad. The guys are working on our boats down there. And it was just pouring last night down at the shop. And they're all out there swapping motors and installing motors and all that stuff. But that's fine. Uh, it is what it is. It's going to get nice again up here this week. So. Yeah, I can see that in our 10-day forecast. It's, we're going to turn on on Monday. We're turning back to rain here, you know, which yeah, is fine. But, but, you know, I'm kind of excited. We're, we're kind of looking now at, at some more of our summer opportunities and how they're going to be affected, you know, by the snowpack we have. Mm-hmm. And most notably that, that Skykomish uh, Chinook season. I was talking about that mm-hmm. to, to Dave Lee this mm-hmm. week. And it opens up for Memorial Day weekend, which, you know, don't look now. But, I mean, it's a, just a little bit more than a month off. And, uh, you know, that snowpack is, is definitely going to impact the way that, that river fishes, especially if we get a couple hot days between now and mid-May. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it, we also need, we just need that snowpack. Like I talked to Todd Daniels, and he gets so excited when we have these late little dumps of snow in the mountains. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, that, that five inches is another t- three days of fishing, you know, on the sky. So um, we want that water up there, you know, as those, the, the summer warms up. We need that, you know, cold water coming down and just makes it so that, you know, those fish are a little bit well, more snappy. And what happens, what happens too is that river gets so low, and, and, and it can happen as early as, like, early July. It'll get so low those guys can't run in there anymore, and it's pretty much like a raft or drift boat drill. Mm-hmm. Um, but, man, if they, get, if they get water and get a good snowpack, they can fish right on through July into the late, later part of the month before it starts getting low. So uh, those guys got to be pumped. But I tell you what, I'm kind of pumped about the trout opener. Um I mean, you know, I talk about my little plugs and my, you know, I talked to a buddy the other day. He trolls rooster tail ever than the rooster tail for trout. I don't think there, I don't think there's ever been a better rooster tail invented on the planet. Maybe the Panther Martin, maybe the Panther Martin, but that rooster tail is money for trout. I have, I have on my list here of of trout tips. (laughs) Panther Martin and Rooster Tail. There we go. Like, <laughs> Joey. Because I, I do a lot of, you know, hike into lake stuff. So I yeah. have this cool little box, you know, oh. little tiny boxes with, you know, 20 to 50 Rooster Tails, all these different mm-hmm. and Panther Martins. And I love going in and just casting spinners off the bank. It's so fun. 
You know, it's, oh man, I, I just grew up doing that. So that's always one of my favorite things to do is is chucking spinners, man. I can't believe I'm going to be the first person on the show today to talk about hunting. Okay. On the 19th, the special permit applications went live. I and, and I've the, I was actually early on that. I can why can't it's you know it's it's April 15th. Right? What they they just announced the pamphlet. Why can't I put why can't I put mm-hmm. in right? But it, but it went live like midnight on the 19th. The special permit applications here in the state of Washington remain open until May 19th. Gang, get your hunting licenses right now. Get that outdoor Washington package. You know, jump on WDFW. Just get all your tags, get all your special permit applications. I mean, we do have a whole heck of a lot of cool stuff going on here in Washington. And 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 I, you know, I realize the moose deal, it's a once in a lifetime deal. Getting a bighorn tag, that's a once in a lifetime deal. But you should if you're interested in hunting at all, this is an opportunity for you to increase your opportunity to get potentially a second deer. And, and just increase your odds as well. So jump on WDFW, get on that hunting page, and poke through it. And, Joey, as much as you and I think we're, you know, pretty tuned in, pretty familiar with some stuff, I mean, we learned a few things just even yesterday going through the, the special permit. I mean, you need to do some reading. You need to do some study and see how this special permit application process can fit into your program. Yeah, for sure. And, and they, you know, there's all kinds of opportunities. You have your quality deer and elk, and then you have your bull and your buck. You got antlerless, you got second deer. And so you just kind of, you want to go through all that and kind of see what fits into your hunting program. Do you just want to get some meat on the table? Great opportunities, the antlerless, you know, lots of tags out there. Um, Obviously, we like to kind of build up those points for the quality and and shoot for getting a a really quality hunt, a quality animal. Um, And yeah, I mean, you, you, I like that. Nelly was so excited. He's done, Rob. He's he's put he's already put in for everything. <laughs> I I like to really glean over all the information and try to figure out, you know, okay, I'm going to be gone in Idaho this time, mm-hmm. so I have mm-hmm. this period of time open, and and you kind of just got to. Back when I was a kid, I would put in for stuff, and then I'd be like, shoot, I'm 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 going to I Montana, time. Yeah. and yeah. I drew this tag in Washington, and then you're, you know. Then you're stacked on top of well, each other. To be but. honest with you, I got stung a little bit by not getting drawn for Montana. Yeah, well, it was just I've been I've yeah. been on an amazing run of luck, just always getting drawn. But you know, I mean, there's there's been such an increase in interest, and you know, as as friends back there will tell us, there's been a whole bunch of people, you know, moving back that neck of the woods that you know maybe aren't qualified as 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 um, as residents yet. And and they're just Montana got overwhelmed with with non resident tag, you know, tag applications and uh, man we didn't get drawn this did you get drawn in Idaho you did yeah yeah you got yeah, yeah I got a deer tag in Idaho yep. so I'm not I'm not crying the blues too much and Robbo got a quality caribou draw in in uh, in Alaska and uh, in Alaska yeah, yeah. that's a, an exciting one I'm I'm fired up about that one yep so we fly out straight from here straight into uh, this mountain range. Uh, up in northern Alaska, and uh, Chris Senniel and I are going to bomb in there. I think we're in there like eight days, um, and it may take two planes to get us in there. I don't know. If we're going in there a ways. Anyway, yeah. I'm, well, I'm ho- excited. Hopefully it takes three planes to get you out. There you go. You'll be Amen. Oh, yeah, heavy. for sure. Well, we kind of we, – hopefully we didn't jinx ourselves. We already scheduled the meat flight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put the I, cart before the, the, the caribou there a yeah, little bit. The so. cart before the caribou. I like that. All right, we'll tell you what. Uh, load up that text toy this morning. That's uh, 206-421-3776. 
powered by Yamaha Outboards. We're going to pop out of here for 90 seconds, and uh, we're going to spring into a whole new suite of opportunities. We're going to talk a little halibut, Mayday Lings, prawns, a whole bunch here. Oh, by the way, don't forget, this Tuesday night, Joseph Pibernicus right here and myself are going to be at Harbor Marine, 5 p.m. That's this Tuesday, April 26th. I was just there yesterday. We're giving away a brand new Canon Mag-10 downrigger, um, some rod holders, and some other stuff. And, and uh, Lauren and the gang down there at Harbor are going to have a few giveaways as well. So I hope you can join us this Tuesday night, the 26th, at 5 p.m. Joey and I are going to be your personal shoppers and uh, get you straightened up on the whole Ling and uh, and, and, and prawn deal. Uh, right back here in 90 seconds in the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. From the shining shores of Puget Sound to your radio, this is the Outdoor Line on Seattle Sports Station. Welcome back to the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports app. I We are blessed with a bunch of loyal listeners, and uh, I just got to say happy birthday to Tiny Tommy Salvado, who what, who is, was six years old, <laughs> 60 years ago, okay? So happy 66th to, uh, to Tom Salvador from, uh, from Snohomish. Uh, hey, have a great day, man. Yeah. I mean, what a great day to have your birthday. I mean, open the a day. Open day, of open day and a birthday. Awesome. Best day ever, birthday party day and catch a trout. Mm-hmm. How's that? Um Kind of fired up about uh, lings a week from Sunday, man. Yeah, you know? definitely. I love ling fishing. There's nothing nothing I hate about ling fishing. It's uh, Joe and I were talking about it yesterday, and it's kind of our one and only chance, at least in the saltwater, to kind of act like a bass fisherman a little bit. Just a little bit. Good point. A little hint of it. Yeah. You know, throwing swim baits and this squiggly thing and that wiggly thing and, you know, uh, kind of trying to match the hatch a little bit. Um, a lot of guys, too, even out of Nia Bay are casting, you know, punching stuff into the kelp yep um casting and in, in the... and working working like those uh um those swim baits cast mm-hmm. them in even into like 10 or 15 feet of water and then walk yeah. them down the wall yeah and they're and doing the same them. thing in the san juan so it's cool and it, i got all excited yesterday i was loading up uh this other boat we're setting up right now and getting it all set up with all this ling gear and stuff and and there's just so much better stuff now, like like Lancer jigs mm-hmm. has really come on strong the last couple of years. I got a couple of boxes of those sitting out here. Um, they've got some incredible you guys have just been roping lings on those Lancer jigs the last couple of years. So the Lancers, um, those are the ones that are really elongate, and they got yes. the tail has a point, and the and the front mm-hmm. end has a point too. I, I got a box of those that, uh, that's mm-hmm. on the boat right now as as well going north. And uh, I I tell you what, the really cool thing about the Lancer jigs in particular is their size, you know, we talk about some salmon gear and the concept of it being a shaker filter. Yeah. Those are rockfish filters, too. Sure. There's no way, there's no way, yeah. A, a, yeah. you know, some kind of rockfish, or, or it'll have to be a monster rockfish, is going to get his his mouth wrapped around the back end of that Lancer jig, And right? you'll feel them. You, you know, will. When you're, when, you're, when you're down there doing the deal, you'll feel those rockfish pecking at that stuff once yeah. in a while. But, but generally, you want to use stuff that's a little bit bigger than that. And, then, and like Gibbs... Uh, Gibbs has the megabyte swim baits. They're just killer. Um, and they've got some cool jig heads too. Those megabyte jig heads. They got a big eye on them. Sometimes as aggressive as lings are, sometimes they can even more like a fish, uh, with those swim baits, you stand a, a greater chance of getting them to bite, especially during these, you know, the spring season. Um, they've got a cool jig head. There's another one from cool baits. Jo- Joe's the one that actually pointed this out to me a couple of months ago. So I ordered a bunch of them and they've got a spinner blade on them on the bottom of them. They've hmm. got a really cool jig head with a worm keeper hook on it. Um, they're awesome. I got some eight ounces some, and they've got another one that's a little over 14 ounces 
and uh, we're going to be messing around with that stuff. And then a really good um, swim bait is the Big Hammer swim baits. And you can find them. They're all over the place online. they got killer colors, the Creeping Death, um, Pacific Chovy. they got one called the Baby Bass. they got tons of colors and tons of sizes and stuff. They're, they're a great swim bait. If you want to get some jig heads and some swim baits, um, there's some ideas for you. That's that's probably the most fun way to do it. And then, of course, live bait. We're going to have Nick Kester yeah, on for a while live to bait. talk about live bait. And, and that's huge. And, and yeah. so we, Joey and I got to, got to mess around. And do the bottom fish deal. We were, we were at CQ Salmon Fish, and we took a morning and and bounced on out and, and caught some black rocks and some lings, and and all on artificials, right? All on and and basically using almost like Puget Pounder type type yeah. jigs, right? But in here in in Puget Sound, you do, in my opinion, need to do the live bait drill up in the San Juans. That means jigging the kelp for kelp greenlings mm-hmm. down here in Puget Sound. Obviously, that means sand dabs, right? Sand dabs. Sculpin, Skullheads. Uh, pogies, yep. right? Yeah. So, uh, you know, and, and, and around the Port of Everett, you can kind of jig around some, you know, some of the docks and some of the stuff, especially, you know, more towards uh, the, the saltwater end. Don't try to, you know, find those bait fish up inside the river mouth. But but down at that end or over at Langley on, on Whidbey Island, you can get in that marine over there and, and jig a bunch of pile perch or pogies. And, and uh, you know, there's a new boat ramp also on Whidbey Island that, uh, you know, that'll hold some on those pilings too. But any kind of little little bait fish also. But I will never, ever, ever forget the time, Robbo, that you and I and Jeff Palkoa went and mm-hmm. jigged used, <laughs> using herring jigs. And we were using, yeah. we were, we were fishing, um, we were fishing sand dabs using a, a, a standard sabiki rig, right? Mm-hmm. And Robbo sticks this beautiful, like 10 inch, I mean, nine or 10 inch. Horse herring. Yeah. Big old horse herring. Yeah. And, and Robbo's like, Robbo gets all fired up. Oh, keep him alive. Keep him alive. Keep him. <laughs> Threw him in a bucket. Ran out of <laughs> oh, possession. Oh, man. Ran out of possession as fast as we could, dude. And Robbo goes, yeah. literally goes, watch this. And sent that sucker down. And what happened, man? Oh, man. It just got annihilated. <laughs> yeah, that was so fun. Yeah, that was a beautiful day. I just, I, I got fun memories of that day. And the yeah. most fun we had actually was catching the darn sand dabs. We were like a bunch of little kids out there catching those sand dabs. Oh, and that darn herring man. got on there. And so fun. And that, you know, and, and then we got some shrimp too. Now, so the shrimp season got pushed back a little bit to, to later in the May. But back then, you could go to the link cut too. Yeah, no uh, doubt. Good do, time. do the double dip deal. And, you know, I, I'm, I am a little bit bummed about the delay in the, in the shrimp season, but the thing of it is, man, I tell you what, if you go out and you cut, you catch some lingcod, keep those carcasses and stick, stick one of those carcasses in one of your shrimp pots, dude, or the head or something along with the standard pellet bait. And I, I'm telling you, it works and it, and it works great. So think about the same way we try to preach folks crab fishing with both the combination of a hanging bait and a broadcast bait. That absolutely is the case with, with prawns as well. So just kind of keep that in mind. We need some more warm days to get this kokanee bite warmed up. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, we do. But when it does, Brianna Bruce of livinglifeadventures.com has the whole program for kokanee. She is, uh, you can find her website, livinglifeadventures.com, and she's next. You're on the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports App. Welcome to the Bomac Tech Line. Bomac has all the gear for all your techniques, and SMI shellfish gear is simply the best. Bomac, we catch big fish. Welcome to the Tech Line here on the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and Seattle Sports app. LivinLifeAdventures.com, guided fishing in the state of Washington. We actually ran into Brianna out on the Area 10 uh, Blackhawk this season. She was running a charter boat out there. Yep. Currently patrolling the waters of uh, our very own Lake Stevens. Welcome to the show, Brianna Bruce. How are you, Brianna? Morning, Bri. Good morning, Bree. 
I'm good. Thanks for having me on, guys. Are you uh are you fishing today? What are you doing? It's the trout opener. I am. I am actually waiting for my ladies to show up. I'm doing a ladies only day today on Lake Stevens. We're gonna go look for kokanee sitting at the dock right now. Nice. We were talking about the kokanee by a little bit. It, it, are you just waiting for the temperatures to warm up, or what's going on with that? I mean, some years it'll go off, like in early April. What uh, What's the latest with the kokanee in western Washington there, Brianna? This cold snap we've had has really slowed it down and kind of pushed us back. Normally, this is like the beginning of, you know, when the kokanee are going crazy. But all this cold snap and the cold nights have kept us back a little bit. And we're catching fish every day, but not limiting out like we normally do this time of year. It can switch quick, though, right? I mean, all we need is a few sunny days, get that water temperature up in the lake a little bit. And then what what kind of gear are you running for those kokanee right now? Yeah, just a few days of warm weather, and it'll kick off. Um, we look for a pretty consistent 53-degree water temp, and right now it's actually 51. Mm. Uh, the last two weeks has been starting at 49 in the morning. So that's already a good indicator for next week. Uh, I am mostly running Dick Knight Dodgers. I've got some Arrow Flash and some others. Uh, pink, orange, green are kind of my go-tos. And then this time of year, I'm mostly running beaded spinners. But I have been having some luck with some smaller flies. And I think that smaller profile is really the ticket. Yeah. When, any good any good names? We, you know, we've we've had the gold, the God's Tooth. The God's Tooth. The there. <laughs> the God's kind of... Tooth absolutely work. <laughs> Funny enough, I uh, might have lost my last one. No. I haven't played it yet. So. <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> so those will definitely work right now. But I'm mostly running the Rocky Mountain Tackle Assassin Spinners at the moment mm-hmm. or just stuff that I've tied myself on some glass beads and that. Um, I'll tie in a little bit of flash on the hooks. That'll make a bit of a difference. And um, I am running, uh, let's see. The flies I have are actually from Joel's Jigs. It's not around anymore. And we talked a little bit about the bait you're using, and, and everybody knows for kokanee, shoe peg corn. Um, what do you like to add into your shoe peg corn? Some guys, it's, gar- you know, I know a lot of guys who fish out there will have seven or eight different little things of corn, different colors, different scents. What's, uh, what's your favorite go-to this time of year? I run two at most three different corns in my boat. I always run just plain shoe peg corn with tuna oil in it. And that's like tuna canned in oil. I pour the oil straight into the corn. And just that seems to always produce fish. We caught fish on that yesterday. Um, Garlic is usually my go-to out here. And I'll run that on the other side of the boat. And then sometimes I'll do like the um, Northwest Bait Scent Kokanee blend. I'll just throw that in there. Um, herring is actually another really good one a lot of people don't think about and can be really effective out here. Hmm. I was trolling through your social media, Brianna, and I saw a picture of a, a really nice cutthroat with a jig in its mouth. Do you do much jigging for those kokanee? I mean, was that or was that one caught incidentally? Or were you targeting cutthroat? Or tell me about the whole jigging deal, because that's something that goes on in Oregon big time in Idaho, too. But we just don't do much jigging in the Northwest. Have you Have you tried it much? Yeah, so that uh, that cutthroat we were actually targeting with those jigs. But we do mm-hmm. out here, and like the last couple of weeks, we have been catching kokanee on jigs. And it mm-hmm. seems like before that water warms up and the troll bite really starts, you can actually have some really good jig bites on like 
quarter to half ounce jigs. Uh, I like the P-Line Coconators or Gibbs make some really nice little like flutter jigs that work out really well. And it's really fun because you fish them just like you do pinks. You look for jumpers and you go up and you cast out to them and twitch it back exactly like you were fishing for pinks. And they slam What it. a bless. So What a bless. It's a lot of fun. Kokanee. But that I, bite seems to die off. Co- uh, once the water warms up, we quit catching those jig fish. Okay. Kokanee anglers kind of adhere to a cult. I mean, there, there's there's downrigger kokanee folks. There is leadline kokanee mm-hmm. folks. There is, you, you, you know, I mean, as, as many different ways to catch them as, as, as you want to put out there. I mean, there's even people that, that do the planer board program. You go to, you go up to uh, Lake Shannon, and they're chumming, and they're dropping single-egg potskies down below the boat. Brianna, are you a, are you a downrigger kokanee troller? Do you run leadline? Do you run both? And, and, and where do you find them in the water column once Lake Stevens, for instance, hits that magical 53-degree uh, mark that you mentioned? Uh, I run leads and downriggers on Lake Stevens. Um, if I can get away with running flat lines and leads, I absolutely will. It's just a lot more fun okay. than the downrigger fishing. But I do a lot of the downrigger fishing, and once we hit that water temp and the bite is good, most of my fish I'm catching between 20 and 50 feet. And every day it's a little different, but as the season goes on, they tend to get a little deeper. The thermocline in Lake Stevens is pretty much always at 40 feet. So most of my fish are from that 40 foot to like 35. Is there any other lakes besides Stevens that have kokanee in them around there? Is there anything else you try? Uh, There's a few. You've got uh, Rosiger and Kavanaugh are kind of the Mm -hmm. only other ones around here. And Mm -hmm. they're not as predictable as Lake Stevens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rosiger um, is a weird one. I I fished it a lot for trout. Never, and then I've also went up there and you know ran the downriggers and ran kokanee gear, and I've never caught one in there. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty tough. They did start planning it what two years ago, so they actually we used to catch some bigger fish in there, but not as many. And now we're catching a few more, but they tend to be smaller, I think, just because of population size. Well, and the cool thing about Lake Stevens is you have a self-propagating, there's a naturally spawning population of, of, of kokanee in that lake. I mean, you got Catherine Creek and a couple others that dump in there, and you'll, you'll see those suckers in the creek spawning in the fall. Um, so, Brianna, I, I want to circle back on, on your mention of the, of the thermocline because it, it is such an amazingly important aspect to limnology or, 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 or the, how a lake behaves during different temperature phases and, and the importance of that. So a, a, a thermocline, by definition, is, is a contrast of, of temperature layers in a lake. As, wa- as water changes temperature, it changes density. And so what happens is along the, this, this transition layer, you get, a lot of, you, get, you get a lot of plankton, you get, you get aquatic invertebrates, but what does that thermocline look like on your sounder? How do you know how deep it is, and, and how important is it to you as a kokanee angler, particularly on Lake Stevens? It's really important to figure out your thermocline. And the biggest thing I tell people is before you put your downriggers down is the big thing, because a lot of people start throwing their downriggers down, and then they're thinking they're seeing a thermocline, because it looks kind of similar. But if you go out, make sure your fish icons are turned off on your fish finder, and turn your sensitivity way up, you'll see a really, like, clouded line. And it'll be pretty much flat, like a perfectly straight line. 
and kind of dissipate on both sides. That's that thermocline you're seeing. And Lake Stevens, once it hits at like 53 degrees, and I think that's a lot of why our troll fishery picks up at that point, is kind of when Lake Stevens builds the thermocline. There's not much of one out here right now. Everything's just kind of the same temperature and mixing around. But once we get that warmer water up on top, you'll start to see that. And the biggest fish I've caught in this lake have had their bellies right on that thermocline. I'll be darned. So real quick, Brianna, it's opening day trout season, and we know that you've caught, you know, your share of stalker trout in these lakes in western Washington. What would you do? If, if you're out there targeting some of these stalker trout this weekend, what would you throw at them? Uh, usually, you know, when I go stalker trout fishing, it's kind of like that relaxing day, sit in the chair, hang out. So I usually throw power bait at them, but I use the power bait eggs instead of the dough. If I'm going to actually actively fish for them, or a lot of times if it's a lake, I can use two rods. I'll have a power bait rod out, and then I'll be casting like a number one nickelback frog, Dick Knight, or some mm-hmm. little rooster tails. And if I'm going to troll around, I'm going to troll like a, you know, that super traditional like red and brass wedding ring. They all catch a bunch of fish. Oh, yeah. The old wedding nice. ring. Yeah. yeah, it's that's cool stuff. You know, and, and you bring up wedding a wedding ring and a little worm. Are <laughs> <laughs> now are you a garden worm? Are you a little red worm type of person? Or are you a chunk of night crawler? Because that's that's another oh, school I'm of thought on Kokanee about, too. Yeah, I'm all about the little red worm. Little red worm. I remember going to the nursery to get red wigglers with my grandpa and he had a a compost pile. We'd put them in there, so we had a, as many red wigglers as you could want ever. And they, they just seem to work better. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I, you know, remember it. But I love those red wigglers. We sell a ton of them. We, they're called, um, we call them Dutch wigglers. And they're these little red worms. And they're super tough. Yeah. Crazy tough. They are. Like you can, yeah. you know, a night crawler, those trout will come up and they'll nip the end off. And then they won't come back and bite. And these little things are so rubbery and tough. They'll come up and grab it. And I've caught multiple trout on one little worm. They love those little red Oh, yeah, ones. and we used to use them for perch, and we'd catch, you know, 10 perch on the same couple worms. They're small enough, you put a few on, and then they actually have a bunch of action. They wiggle on the hook. I think it makes a big difference. Hey, so um, what other stuff have you caught, incidentally, in Lake Stevens trolling around out there for kokanee? Obviously, probably some trout, right? Some trout. There's actually some really nice cutthroat in this lake. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you get into some of the shallower areas... There's some really nice cutthroat in this lake. We used to catch a few triploid, uh, but they were planted every year, and they haven't been planted for quite a while, so I haven't seen any in the last four or five years. Um, Funny enough, a lot of times we catch, especially this time of year, we'll catch big brown bullhead catfish. Just out in the middle of the lake over like 150 feet of water, you'll catch them, you know, like eight feet down on a downrigger. I've I've caught two of them. That's why I was asking uh, the first time I was out there with my nephew Easton, we're trolling around, and the rod just brrr, <laughs> like it's something heavy. Like we got some seaweed on there or something. You got you a know? piece, some, of, so piece of kelp. Yeah, oh, we got a walleye reeling in, and here's this big old brown bullhead, like catfish. Did you whack them? Yeah, did I did. Uh, Those I did. Are good. They're yeah, Dude, they tasty. eat good, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. so good. No doubt about it. Yeah, fun. Bri- Brianna Bruce, livinglifeadventures.com. Thanks for the great segment, kid. That's uh, it, it, that's good stuff. I, I hope you can uh, 
find time to jump on with us again sometime and and, and good luck this morning on the ladies trip i hope you uh i hope you're the first one to make a smoking hot uh coconut report on lake stevens brie thanks so much i hope so too <laughs> <laughs> all right thank you brianna good luck today thank you have a great opening thanks. weekend all right take care bye guys yeah again her website's livinglifeadventures.com and she made a, a, a really great point with regard to the electronics and your awareness of, of the electronics. She says, listen, you put a downrigger ball down, that's going to be hanging sure. underneath your deucer, and you're not going to get a great picture of that thermocline. And it's a salty point that, that she made. And the same point exists in Puget Sound, too. But it's complicated by the fact that we not only have something of a thermocline in Puget Sound, but we also have a salinity contrast, which is referred to as a halocline. Mm-hmm. And when you learn to recognize this on your marine electronics, it just informs your decisions on, on where to fish in the water column all that much more. Yeah, and what we're talking about is, um, like, on the Ray Marine, you, when you see bait, like dense bait, it'll be orange or yep. red. There'll yep. be some red in there. Um, a lot of times, like, shrimp will look like a little cloudy yep. film on the bottom. And... This will look like some form of bait, or you know, it will something, almost, and it'll, but it'll be a very hard line. It'll you know, be a layer, like it, it, sixty feet down. You'll see this yep. kind of fuzzy line all the way across, and, and the that's top that of break. it will be flat like a table. Exactly, just like Bree said, it's yep. flat, pretty and, much right at, or no, right now, forty feet. And here, Lake Stevens, and here's a tip. Here, here's a tip that that you need if you go down to Buoy Ten this summer, because if when you see that. In the water column in at buoy ten, the bite's over in that part of the river. It's gone. That's now that got, water. That's that cold water pushing in yes, and from the it, ocean. It, it and shows the, up yep, clear as it day. Does. It's and a the, big, the, you know, flat and, line on your finder, and that's that cold water pushing under the boat. Yep. And that's those fishes, you know, yeah, see ya, to run. Yep. Bingo. So if you see that, you need to get up. You probably need to get up river at that point. So just. Couple, couple random sonar thoughts there. You don't mind. You don't mind a random sonar thought, do you, Robbo? No, I'll be, I'll be having plenty of those. Yeah, you will. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, Robbo. Yeah, I'm already, I'm already having dreams about my sonar. So. <laughs> yeah, that's how exciting things are up here. Right it is. <laughs> Robbo's considering the 2022 plotter art he's going to make this oh, year. So. Well, he's sitting there with two boats that are, you know, oh, still yeah. kind of in the process of being set up, and uh, yeah. he, he had this stretch of beautiful weather, and he's sitting there. You know, staring out the window the at beach. guys trolling around right yep. right outside his place there. No, oh, yeah. Like the good thing, Nelly, there, there's plenty of fish up here. So, yeah, we, we'll have all summer to talk about it. But, yeah, things are looking really good. So, yep. All right. Well, you, you hurt me last week with telling telling us about a 30-pounder getting caught in the harbor. So that, that crushes me. But, yeah, Joey and I are making plans to drop in the boat off this Monday. And then uh, then I get to do – I'll be doing yard work the rest of the week. So catch up on my honeydew list. Kathy has uh, infinite patience with me. All right. We're going to pop out here. Raymarine Picks of the Week coming up next. Talk a little halibut. Talk a little lings. Talk a little trout right here on the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. Welcome to the Outdoor Line Picks of the Week, presented by Ray Marine Electronics. Don't just go fishing, go hunting underwater. Ray Marine, simply superior. Head over to raymarine.com and download that all-new Lighthouse 4 software, and then you'll be enabled to run SiriusXM's fish mapping. More fishing, less guessing. Fish mapping's SiriusXM's most comprehensive package that delivers fishing data and weather service to your boat's display. Check that out and more at raymarine.com. Uh, quick reminder, Joseph Pibernicus right here and I are going to be <laughs> at at Harbor Marine, and we're giving away a downrigger. We're going to talk uh, some spring ling and, uh, and some shrimp tech. That's this Tuesday, 5 p.m. 
Uh, we're going to be walking around the store doing some personal shopping, rigging stuff up. I think Bob Buchanan from Bomax is going to be down there too, and he is the uh, he's the shrimp pot genius and uh, and 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 so much more too. So yeah, I hope you can join us this, this Tuesday. Definitely come down and and uh, pick Bob's brain. He yeah. uh, he definitely knows what he's doing when it comes to the shrimpies. There you go. Pick Bubba Buchanan's brain. There we go. What do you got, Robble? What's top of mind for you, buddy? Well, single biggest pick of the week is the trout opener today, boys. Um, I mean, some years, as many as 250 to 300,000 folks will hit the lakes in Washington and, uh, and, and scoop up some of these trout that they've planted all over the place. In the last year, they planted 16 million trout and kokanee in the lakes. And then, of course, just in the last couple of weeks, thousands and thousands of trout, catchable trout have gone into lakes all, all across the state. How do you catch them? Um, gosh, Brianna just mentioned power bait. I mean, from the beach, that's probably the single best way to catch a, a stalker trout from the beach is throw some power bait out, let it sit on the bottom with an egg sinker, three to five feet of leader, size 10 hook, size 12 hook, let it float up off the bottom and, uh, you'll have no problem catching some trout. I'm a troller. I love my little plugs. I love watching that rod tip pulsate with that little plug on there, a little flat fish, uh, like an F3, F4, F5 flat fish and the froggy pattern. Anything in a frog pattern seems to, to just hammer these things. The bleeding frog, the frog, um, and the hot shots, the little brown trout plugs, and the, and the rainbow trout plugs work good. Uh, rooster tails, you can cast the rooster tails. You can troll them. Um, trolling them, you'll rope them, trolling them, too. You make sure you troll slow. Um, if you've got a regular gas kicker motor, just keep it in idle. Um, of course, your electric trolling motor is going to be the best way to go, or just rowing. I mean, we used to take the drift boat out and just row around the lake and, and catch all triple teasers uh your thomas buoyance that's favorite over there kitsap marina he loves that thomas point they come in some cool colors up in one of them of course is the frog pattern um that, that i don't know what it is about they a frog love, pattern. You, they love that frog pattern man they love that one and the bloody frog too the bleeding frog i think they call it as another one that uh that they love it and of course you never see them you know hitting frogs on the surface like a bass or anything you wouldn't think of trout eating frogs boy they love that frog pattern and then Dick Knights, too. Any of those little spoons, those tiny little spoons trolling really slow with some split shot, uh, we'll get them, you know. Um, that's kind of how I, I go after them. And some buddies, though, you know, we don't talk much about casting. I got some buddies that use a slip float with some little white crappie jigs, uh, either marabou or little bucktail crappie jigs, and they'll rope them, too. They'll set that bobber down, you know, three to five feet and, and let the kids cast it out there and... and you know, we were all there once. Um, you could not sit still. You no. cannot. No. If you're a kid, you have to mess with that bobber constantly. Well, that's what you want. You throw it out there as far as you can. Let it sit for a second. You put a slip float on it. And then the kids are fine. Just let them twitch it. Let them mess with it and reel it in and do whatever they want with it. And the trout will crawl all over it. So that's another one. Anchor up in a corner of the lake somewhere where some trout are. And uh, use those little jigs. Um, another fun way to... To, to get after these trouts. Yeah, the, I was watching the addicted, some of the addicted uh, fishing on YouTube yesterday. And one thing that's got popular is uh, running a float. Basically, what it is, it's a shrunk down steelhead setup, a little mm -hmm. tiny float, just a split shot, uh, about four feet a liter. And you're, you're running that float right down on top of the split shot. And a little tiny mini worm, micro worms. So, same little pink worms setups and you're they're rigging them on a tiny little jig head and you're casting out and just like steelhead everything loves those stupid rubber pink worms 
They you... are stupid too. Why would anything eat a pink worm? I know, Man, dude. They gobble them up. Yeah, they and, love those things. And just and absolute cool hammer thing, time. And Nelly, we've talked to Buzz Ramsey so many times about this. Is power bait makes a little worm? Yeah, they do. And he, I mean, Buzz talks about casting them way out into the lake, letting them sink to the bottom, and then reeling them in really slow across the bottom and, and just nailing trout. So, Joe, that would be another one. Those little those little power worms. Yeah, Cut a little chunk sure. of that off, put it on your jig. What about so. a actual worm? <gasps> what? The I, Dutch wiggle. No. Is that a marketing ploy? Is that <laughs> it, like, wow, absolutely. Joey. Yes. Just a shameless self-promotion right there. Um, the Dutch I, Wiggler. That I love. Worm. What is that? The Dutch Wiggler. It is. That's they are. Be marketing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love the little Hildebrandt spinner blade. Yeah. Uh, in brass or or mm-hmm. silver, and it, it's you know it's not it's similar to like the old gang troll style. You know, you're mm-hmm. trolling that little blade. You got some flash down there. Worm, eighteen to twenty four inches behind it, mm-hmm. and and it's about. I like to row. Because that's there's how you get that I was perfect say, the, the pulse. thump. Yeah, that thump and that pulse. Yeah, yeah. and and there's then there's nothing better. Row. Once you know what it is, you see it, and you can replicate it. You'll catch fish as soon as you get to that right thump. That's mm-hmm. you know for whatever reason it's the speed, it's the thump of that blade, and if you get it dialed in, man, it's deadly. That I is think, a deadly way to catch I think trout. you guys are all screwed up. You need about a four-foot white glass rod with a Zebco 202 and one of those clear floats that you can pull the plug on and let a little water yeah. into it, yeah. and you toss that sucker out with a, with a with carry a, special with fly. fly. That's all you need. Yep. That's all you need right there. And, or and gonna... you could actually get a fly rod, Nelly, and no. learn how to cast. No. no. Cast a fly out Nelly there. Nelly breaks no. stuff. He, he I... breaks stuff like that. Those are, that's too yeah. nice for yeah. Nelly. Mongo, Mongo break, <laughs> break rod. Yeah. All right, this is time to throw. This is time to throw Shane Palco under the bus here. Okay, all right. So our our dear friend UW legend safety Shane Palco has this freak Polynesian strength that deal mm-hmm. going on, right? And we had him out to the coast, and and of course I was dumb enough to bring some of my favorite salmon jig rods, right, out to jig rockfish, which is stupid. Shane snags bottom, and the boat <laughs> moves a little bit. Kapop! <laughs> right, bam. That and and so. Oh. Earlier, and we, he he blew one up a year ago too, and he smoked a rod in Sitka. So okay, he, he's so, a rod busting leader in the boat right now. Yeah, but I, I'll have to cop to it. I who broke the first rod that day? Oh, that's right, you popped one too. Yeah, All right. So and, and then, but you know, I broke one. I was running the boat and fishing. Okay, so right. no. got hung up on. And here's where you're going to break rods. It's not with a fish on. It's when you get hung up and you're running braid and. You know, those rods got some backbone, Whoa. and you high stick. Deep, you high stick. You're getting yep. that deep, deep, yep. deep hook set right down to the core, yeah. trying to yep. get that sucker off the bottom. And I, oh man, I blow a rod up, and Tom just goes, you know, whatever, puts it away. Yeah. Two minutes later, Shane blows one up, and then Tom's like, "What is going on with Dude, you guys? You're breaking all, all my stuff." So, okay, so Tom so, fishes with a bunch of ex NFL football players, and he's like, "Come on, set the." He's like encouraging them to set the hook. I mean, what do you think is going to happen? Shane's like, he was a free safety in the NFL for crying out loud. Kevin Gogan, one of the meanest men ever to play in the NFL, and these guys are snapping runs, and I was me. like, "What do you think is going to happen?" <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, did. You, so here's the deal. I was really bummed because I, I, it's so hard to find the perfect action jig rod. And so Bob Buchanan of Bomac has 
come up with these jig rods. He's going to call a Puget Pounder rod, and we're doing some prototype work with them. And dude, they are just perfect. Greg, I'm cut. excited to so get them. You, you haven't got them yet. Nelly. You haven't no, got them yet. Well, geez, I mean, you know, it takes a while to get stuff up here. Okay, right? all right, but no, I because I shipped them earlier this week to you. But but yeah. Greg, Greg Rockenbach, Greg's custom rods, and Greg still does custom rod work as well. So if you we want to go to gregscustomrods.com, he still does that stuff. Um, you just got to get a hold of them on the website. They're not running the store anymore, but him and him and Marks, you're still, you know, kind of doing that. And, and, uh, I had him, uh, put it elongate the handles on these things and dude, these are money. I cannot wait to slide a Puget Pounder down on these this summer and doing our, doing our jig program here and there. It's, it's kind of funny because as, as our, as our salmon time fishing together has, has evolved, we're, we're doing more vertical stuff, but Robbo, I, I, I'm telling you, man, you got to keep one of those jig rods set up at all times. And when your customers are into a vertical bite, man, just throw one of those jigs down in the, in the, in the cup plugs and watch what happens. It's hilarious. It's just so much fun and it's so quick, but the problem is with jigging, you don't have time to strip all the stuff off your other rods or rig up a jig. You got to keep one yeah. set up yeah. at yeah. all yeah. times. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You want to yeah. have jig rods set up, ready to go. Ready to go. Because you, yeah. you need to transition fast. If you yeah. got a, a crazy hot bite going on, yeah. you want to capitalize on it. You don't want to have to be running around trying to rig well, up and, rods. And with bait in particular in a, in a sinker, somebody's going to break a leader. Some, you know, something's going to happen. A couple things are going to get tangled up. And the ability to grab something else out of the rod rack and slam another stick down and just keep that bite going. It's just so much fun, too. For sure. Complete mayhem, chaos. Mayhem and chaos is what's <laughs> going to be going on in lakes right now. It's the 2022 Trout <laughs> Derby op- Trout Opener, but it's also WDFW's Trout Derby Opener. Chase Gunnell, WDFW's local information guy, joining us next. Tell us all about the $37,000 of prizes available provided by 70 businesses in over 100 lakes statewide. Stay tuned. Chase Gunnell joining us right next here on the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports App.